Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank with Janet Kunst. It's time to turn up your company's marketing efforts. We'll show you how with a variety of actionable plans that you can start using right now. Get ready. Big results are just ahead. Now, here is your host, Janet Kunst. Hello, and welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I'm Janet Kunst, your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today because we are going to be talking about the power of personalization and customization and segmentation in your email marketing efforts. This is part two in our email marketing mastery series. And last week when we started this series, we talked about um, some of the key elements to building a strong foundation for your email marketing success. And we talked about things like the difference between inbound marketing and outbound marketing and why we have when we when it comes to email marketing we're going to have an e- inbound marketing mindset. And then we talked about the four stages associated with inbound marketing funnel and how and where email will be used within that funnel. And then we looked at some of the key pieces of information you need in order to build a solid email marketing program. And today what we're going to do is we're going to concentrate on two of those key elements, um, segmenting your email list and how to personalize your emails. So I want to just review some of what we went over last week. And one of the really important things that I want to review is the six reasons why email marketing is still important. Because a lot of you'll see a lot of information on the internet saying, oh, email marketing is dead. And I really want to make sure that you understand that no, email marketing is really an important part of your overall marketing strategy. And it's really one of those things that you need to concentrate on if you're going to be successful. So the first reason why it's, it's still important is that it's more effective than social media for customer acquisition. And the way that I like to look at it is that social media is is important for developing that uh, relationship, but email is where that conversation is really going to happen. So if you think about it, and and there's a a quote that I gave you last week that I I really, really like, where um, social media is the cocktail party and and email marketing is really that uh, friends over coffee conversation, that one-to-one that you have to get to know that person um, better and see how you can fit in with each other. Uh, the second reason why it's still important is it's economic and it's cost effective. Um, you can reach a large audience for next to nothing compared to traditional marketing where you're talking about direct mail, advertising, um, brochures, and all that sort of stuff. The third reason is because it's personal and customizable, and this is where we're going to concentrate our efforts today, because if you do it right, um, you can address your email specifically to your recipient, and you can also put together the um, content of your emails to address their specific needs at the specific place they are in your um, in their customer journey and, and in your sales funnel. The fourth reason is um, emails are actionable. You can actually tell them what to do. So everything from click through, sign up, buy, um, forward to a friend, whereas on social media, you really can't do a lot of those things. Um, But you can also create a sense of urgency through your email marketing um, that you also can't feel through social media. The fifth reason is it's measurable. 
you actually know who's opened the email, who's clicked through, who's uh, converted. And and those are some of the top three uh, key performance indicators, which are click-throughs, conversion rates, and open rates. And that's how you're really going to know whether or not what you're doing in your marketing strategy is actually working. Uh, And the sixth reason is that email is... Uh, mobile friendly these days so it allows you to check it from anywhere and about 56% of email is now opened on a uh, mobile device so you want to make sure that whatever you're doing for your email marketing campaigns and how you're structuring your email marketing strategy it is mobile friendly. So uh, with that said, so I want to also remind you about the uh, difference between inbound and outbound marketing and why we're concentrating on inbound marketing. Um, There is an extremely important difference here um, because it's going to make the difference between success and failure with your email marketing campaigns. So outbound marketing refers to any kind of marketing where a company initiates the conversation and sends its message out to an audience. So if you think about this, this is really what we would refer to as traditional marketing or interruptive marketing. It's those commercials that you see on TV every uh, so often so that they interrupt your program. Uh, And right now, a lot of times what happens is we're, uh, as consumers, we're bypassing all that interruptive marketing strategies and not paying attention to it. And uh, when it comes to email, though, a lot of people still have that outbound marketing uh, 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 mindset. So what they're doing is they're sending email blasts that are so generic that it doesn't really uh, say you're talking specifically to uh, me as a customer or me as a subscriber. What it's doing is it's sending the message to dear everyone and that message is so generic it gets lost in in translation and a lot of times it'll either end up in the junk folder or in your spam box and it'll be marked as spam. So we really want to avoid that outbound marketing mentality. On the other hand, inbound marketing is uh, focused on attracting customers through um, relevant and helpful content and adding value at every stage of their buying journey. Um, So uh, you get customers with inbound marketing through channels like your blog, search engine, social media, anywhere they may find you online. And what's happening here is they're actually seeking you out. You're not sending them that message. So so when they seek you out, they're actually saying to you, I want to get to know, like, and trust you and find out more about you and how you can um, solve my problems or uh, give me the solutions that I need or fulfill those needs that I'm, I'm trying to solve right now. And that's really what you're trying to do with email marketing is you're trying to uh, get to the point where that customer will potentially buy from you, but it's more about building that relationship and it's not sending out the message, buy my products now, buy my services now. It's really developing that relationship. So there's four reasons why inbound uh, marketing is more attractive when it comes to email marketing. Uh, Number one, it's less expensive. And we talked about that as one of the six reasons why email marketing is still important. But when it comes to inbound versus outbound, just think about it. How much 
do you spend on advertising? How much do you spend on um, the costs to produce brochures, the costs that you have to put in if you're doing direct mail pieces? It gets expensive, and you're not really sure what your return on investment is going to be. But when it comes to email marketing, the monthly fee that you're paying for your email service provider um, is relatively low compared to how many emails you can send out. So um, uh, one of the statistics that I've seen recently is that um, email marketing has a return on investment of uh, over 4,400% which means that for every forty-four dollars, um, for every dollar that you spend on email marketing, you can potentially make forty-four dollars. That's that's huge. Uh, I don't know of any outbound uh, marketing efforts that you could do where you could get that back. Um, it also encourages two-way conversations. Again, it goes back to that whole whole thing that what you're trying to do is you're trying to get your um, subscribers and customers to know, like, and trust you. And the only way that you can do that is through having that dialogue and making sure that they can ask questions and that you can answer them. And um, this is the way that they they get to know you. They've already said by signing up for your email list that they want to know you, and now it's your job to help them through that path. Um, And again, your message isn't going to get tuned out because they signed up for your email list. So they really want to get to know you. And that's that's another reason why inbound uh, email marketing is attractive. Um, the, and the fourth reason is it doesn't feel like a sales pitch. So, and, and this is one of the things that I really like because I hate to sell. So if through my email marketing, I can get them to know, like, and trust me and know who I am and what my products and services are about, um, the sale comes very easily. So it's not that hard push that you get when you do outbound marketing. So now that we've kind of set the stage as to why we talk about email marketing and why we're focused on inbound marketing, let's take a look at segmentation and personalization and why they're important. So I wanted to give you a little bit of uh, a few statistics on uh, the the difference between segmentation and non-segmentation. So some of the things that we look at when, when we're evaluating the success of an email marketing Uh, campaign is the number of opens, unique opens, clicks, bounces, um, abuse reports, and unsubscribes. So if you look at opens, um, uh, if you're segmenting your list, uh, there's a uh, your your chances are that you're going to have a 14% higher uh, open rate than you would if you hadn't segmented your, your list. Um, you also will have probably about 10% higher uh, unique opens than you would if you didn't segment your list. And uh, this is really important. You'll probably have almost 65% higher clicks on uh, your email and on whatever links you have in your email than you would if you hadn't segmented your list. Um, your bounces will be lower. Um, abuse reports will certainly be be lo- lower. And unsubscribes will be about 9% lower than if you hadn't segmented your list. And those are really important because you don't want to wind up on the spam list or the blacklist when it comes to email. So you want to make sure that you're you're segmenting your list enough so that people are interested in, in opening and listening to what you have to say. 
So, um, so when it comes to segmentation, we're going to start at the beginning. And in order to do any email marketing, you really need to start with a clean list. And a lot of times when I start working with a client on their email marketing, I ask them if they have a contact database or a contact list. And in a lot of cases, what they've been doing is they've just been sending those emails from their um, email provider, like through Outlook or through Gmail, and they don't really have a centralized database where they can track their contact contacts. So a lot of times they only have an email address and that's really not a great place to start when you're talking about um, a clean contact list. So uh, this usually shows an outbound marketing mentality and I'll just send an email to everybody out there and see what sticks. What we're going to start talking about is we're going to start talking about how to further define that list and uh, we'll start talking about that segmentation process when we come back from our break. So Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411marketingsolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411marketingsolutions.com. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, I gave you a a little bit of an overview of what what segmentation is and why it's important. And we started to talk about um, your contact list. So I wanted to finish up that discussion and then we'll look at some of the ways that you can actually segment your list. So when you're putting together your contact list, and and again, you want to make sure that it's a clean list and it's um, emails that are, are actually emails that you 
that work so that you don't have a whole lot of bounces. But you want to make sure that you have some uh, essential components that will help you in crafting your email messages. And you want to make sure that on that contact list, you have things like their first name, their last name, their email address, their business. Um, and those are really some of the core components that you need for your contact list. And it depends on your industry too. So if you're a, a business to consumer type industry uh, business, you don't probably don't need to know what their business is, but you want some other things that you're, you're going to want to know. And if you're a, B, a B2B business, then uh, you're probably going to know their business and, and some other things related to their business. So this is the next step, and that's to come up with the different ways to segment your list. Um, you want to look at things like industry, products or services they may be interested in, how they got on your contact list, whether it's through um, meeting you at a networking event or a trade show, um, they uh, visited your blog, they downloaded a newsletter, they followed you on social media, however they got on your email list. Um, and this is uh, really where you're going to get the most bang for you, your buck as you start to segment your list. And the thing is that the reason why we're segmenting your list is because uh, people like to be marketed to as individuals. So it's uh, the idea about, uh, behind segmentation is to get to know as much information about them as possible and then send them the right information at the exact moment that they need it. So all of your subscribers aren't on the same journey. Some are still just exploring ideas as to what they want to do. Um, some may be ready to buy and some may have even already purchased from you. So you don't want to send them all the same message at the same time. And, and if you do, what will happen is you'll either put them off at best or they'll unsubscribe at worst and uh, you'll lose that person for good and they may tell others about it as well. So you may lose potential customers that haven't even signed up to your email list at that point. And what also happens, and you saw with the statistics that we went over, is that segmentation helps significantly with clicks, uh, opens, uh, and conversions because um, they've opted to meet your, uh, you, they've opted in and you've opted to meet your subscribers where they are. So, uh, when it, so the first thing that you need to do is you need to determine your segmentation strategy. And we all know that you can slice and dice data any way that you want. Um, and, and what we're doing here is basically putting your subscribers into buckets that you want to market to. And in order for your segments to work, you need to come up with that segmentation strategy. What are those different buckets that you want to um, uh, label and, and put your customers into so that you can market to them based on where they fall in those buckets? Um, so, uh, so the first thing that you want to do when you're talking about these buckets is to put together your ideal customer avatars. And if you've been around marketing that won't break the bank for any length of time, you know that this is one of my favorite topics. And uh, if you've heard this before, um, I... There's a little bit more to it when it comes to email marketing. Um, so I, I want you to really pay attention to what we're going to talk about here. And the idea behind your ideal customer avatar is to build a profile 
of that specific person who represents your ideal customer. And you want to include as much information as possible. So that includes uh, demographics, so things like their age, their education, their income, whether they're married or single, their profession, information like that. Um, And then you also want to include information about their preferences. So what are their hobbies? What are their likes and dislikes? Um, Do they read specific uh, books or magazines? Do they follow specific uh, blogs uh, or websites? What social media sites are they on? That sort of stuff. And um, you also want to know their challenges and their pain points so that you can address them in the content that you're going to create, not only for your blog and for all your other marketing activities, but also for your email marketing campaigns. Um, you also want to, and this, and I've gone into this in depth before, but you also want to make sure that you give them an, each of your ideal customer avatars a name and come up with a backstory. So it's almost like they're your best friend and you're going to meet them for coffee and talk to them about what's going on in their lives, not about you, because when we're doing out uh, inbound marketing, we're talking about them and what their problems are and how, how we can help them work through that problem and, and, and take them on that customer journey. Um, so you can have several different customer avatars that relate to the various products and services that you offer. Um, but just remember that what you're trying to do is segment your subscribers so they can talk so that you can talk directly to them with the specifics of what they're interested in and not those generalities that may or may not interest them. So this is really uh, usually where our discussion of ideal customer avatars leaves off with that um, basic format um, and you you have that description that you've put together for your ideal customer avatar. But for email marketing, you do need to go a little further and create what I would call sub-avatars. You'll probably need about two or three additional points that will be key to making sure that your emails are sent to the right person at the right time. So for example, uh, you'll want to add information such as uh, whether or not they've bought a particular product or service from you, if they've read your blog, and possibly which blog posts they've read if you have different topics that you're talking about on your blog, how they found you, how they got on your email list, and other interactions that you may have with them. Um, Your goal is to figure out where they are on that customer journey. Um, So are they checking out options uh, and and they're just evaluating things? So they're in the evaluation stage or the nurture stage of that customer journey. Um, Are they ready to purchase? So they just need you to ask them to buy your product or service. Or have they already... um, already purchased and they're ready to upgrade or start spreading the news to others uh, as testimonials and becoming your raving fans. So some of the information you'll be able to get directly from them um, by survey or some other method, but some of the information that you're going to infer. And what I mean by that is you're going to um, be looking at where they came from, what they've downloaded, uh, what emails they opened, what uh, what email uh, links they've clicked on, call to action actions they've clicked on, that sort of stuff. So that's the inferred part of um, building your segmentations. But um, these are really the keys that will improve the success of your email marketing campaigns. And what you're doing is you're crafting message that will get to them 
to the right people at the right time through all this information that you've gathered about your ideal customers and how you've put them into the, those buckets. So now let's take a look at some of those buckets that you could put your subscribers in. And the first one that I want to look at is new subscribers. So this is probably one of those the most important buckets you'll have for your email list. And the saying that you only have one chance to make a, a good first impression is really key here because you want to make sure that you give this group a special welcome and an indoctrination into who you are and what you're about. So if you have lumped everybody together, you're not going to know who who's been on your list for uh, a long time and who's bought from you and all that sort of stuff from the ones that are subscri new subscribers who are just checking you out. So um, one of the things that you want to do here is you want to know when they subscribe so you'll be able to send out key messages on key anniversary points or, or milestones in their customer journey. The second type of bucket that you want to think about is uh, any demographics that you have. So if you're collecting information like I talked about earlier, such as age, gender, or income, then you can segment your list based on that demographic. So for example, if you sell skincare solutions, and I know I keep coming back to skincare, it's one of those things that just sticks in my mind, um, you probably have different solutions for people in their late teens who are, who are still dealing with um, acne, um, as opposed to people in their 40s or 50s who are looking at anti-aging treatments. And you, and you want to separate them so that you know that those are two of the buckets that you need to uh, craft specific messages to. Um, the caveat here, though, is uh, you need to be careful about asking your audience to, for too much information when they sign up for your list. You don't want to scare them away by asking too many personal questions. And, and there have been times where I've wanted to sign up or, or download a, a white paper or something like that, and they ask about 10 questions in order for you to just download that white paper. And that really, it, it ticks me off because all I want is the, is the white paper. I don't want to give them my... Um, the 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 history of of my life and all that sort of stuff. So just be careful how much information you're you're giving them. Another way to segment your uh, list is to do it based on geography. So this makes sense if you're a, a brick and mortar based business, but it also makes sense if you're if you're an online business. So um, what you can do in these in these uh, situations is you can actually uh, segment it based on geography or time zone or zip code or something like that. And then you can send time-based email messages so that each email goes out in its specific time zones. Um, you can advertise regionally if you're a, a big enough company so that you have more than one location. Um, the, there's a difference between the Northeast and the Midwest and, and you may want to market differently to them. So um, there's a lot of different things that you can do based on geography when you're doing your segmentation. Another way that you want to segment your list is based on uh, personal interests. And this one is a little more tricky, but you can find out their interests by sending them some sort of survey where you can ask them their interests and preferences, just like I talked before, um, or, and then create emails specifically designed around those interests. 
Um, you can also find that information out based on their actions, um, such as which articles they read, um, which uh, article uh, topics they're reading the most, um, what pages do they, they interact with on your website, where they came from, that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of ways that you can do that as well. Um, and again, it's just a, a little bit of an inference as you're putting your, your customers into those buckets. And with that, we're going to take our next, next break. And when we come back, we'll go over the rest of the segment strategies that I have for you. So stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. For the break, we looked at some of the various buckets that you can segment your email list into, and I have just a couple more buckets that I want to talk about, and then what we'll do is we'll take a look at some email segmentation best practices. So the next uh, bucket that I want to talk about is uh, your subscriber's position in the sales funnel, and this is one of those things that's really, really important, and I... And I uh, touched on it a, a little bit earlier. Um, you, the, the whole idea behind this is you don't want to send someone who's already purchased a product or service an email talking about the benefits of that product or service or someone who has not purchased a request for um, a testimonial for that product or service or asking them what they thought about the product or service if they haven't already purchased it. So what you want to do is you want to make sure you're sending your newer subscribers general information so that they can get to know, like, and trust you. Um, and the people that have uh, been around for a while, more specific information about what, they, uh, about what they've interacted with on your website or um, in previous emails that you've sent. And then uh, some other follow-up emails for things like abandoned carts, um, inactivity, um, 
and other opportunities that you may see through through their their interaction with you on your website and other areas but most importantly through their the sales funnel and the customer journey process and the last segmentation bucket that I want to talk about is um, time since last purchase. So, and so when it comes to business, we really want to make sure that people become our customers. And so that's really one of the most important things that we want to do. Um, but one of the th- ways that you can segment your, your email list is to look at when they last purchased. And uh, you can uh, you can look at it in a variety of different ways, but there's two ways that um, I would look at it, and and it and it probably will make it a little bit simpler for you when it comes to segmentation. And you can split them into two main groups. The first are frequent buyers, those that are your evangelists that are always buying every time that you come out with something new, they're there, or they have a, a um, subscription that they uh, are are doing on a regular basis or or they're buying the product on a regular basis. So in these cases, you can do things like upselling the product or plan upgrades. Um, You can offer promotions to them um, or you can uh, promote new features or new products to them. And then there's the second group, which is your one-time customers. So they may have bought from you six months ago or a year ago or something along those lines, um, but they've fallen off the grid a little bit. So when when you're when you're looking at this bucket, um, some of the emails that you can send are you can offer them some personalized discounts on uh, purchases that they've made before that they can make again. You can highlight some of your the things that you're doing in your company um, and sen- or send them reminders to renew or repurchase whatever product or service they did. So those are some of the strategies that you can use to segment your list. There's a lot more, but I thought that that would give you a, a little bit of a taste of what's possible when you're putting together your, uh, your email segmentation strategy. Next, what I want to do is I want to look at some best practices for uh, email segmentation. And the first one is you want to really start with simple segments um, and you want to craft your email campaigns that uh, target the specific groups of your email subscribers. So you may want to uh, slice and dice your, your list so granularly that you may only have a couple of people on each of of your lists and each of your buckets. But what I would suggest is just maybe choosing two or three segments um, to start with and then see how that goes. And as you get more proficient at uh, segmenting and personalizing your emails, then you can add some other segments to it. So you may want to divide your list into two segments, such as um, customers that have already purchased from your company and maybe prospects that have uh, expressed some interest. And then just start crafting different images for each of those groups and see how that goes and see if you can get some more information out of them that's relevant and, and that you can uh, better target your your content and your emails to those specific segments. The next best practice um, is that you really need to create those uh, ideal customer avatars because that's where um, you know who your customers are and you can craft those 
uh, emails specifically to address where they are on their customer journey and also what's important to them, whether it's a problem that they're trying to solve, um, a solution that they've been looking for, a pain point that they're feeling in their business or in their life or something that's going to help them uh Simplify, you know, I always say uh, you want to look at things that fulfill their needs, solve a problem, or simplify their life. So those are the things that you want to look at when you're when you're creating those uh, ideal customer avatars. And then the third thing that you want to do when you're when you're looking at cus, uh, email segmentation is you want to continually collect information from your prospects and your customers. And the more information that you get. Uh, the better opportunity you'll have to personalize those email campaigns and deliver the content that resonates with your with your subscribers. Um, one way that you can do this is to give them a chance or uh, with an incentive if you want to update their um, profiles or their preferences. Uh, and you've seen those emails come out saying, hey, thank you for your business or thank you for, for being our customer or a subscriber. Uh, we'd love to make sure that we're getting you the information that you want. Um, please take our survey or uh uh, answer the questions below, that sort of stuff. That's all you're asking when, when you're collecting information. And that's how you uh, directly co collect information. In the background, you're uh, collecting uh, information indirectly about what actions they're taking, um, how they got on your email list, that sort of stuff. And then uh, that one thing that dovetails onto that is to ask the right questions. Um, the, and this is really the straightforward way to segment your list. Um, you want to not only do you want to ask their preferences, but you want to ask them uh, the reasons they visited your website. Um, what were their reasons for becoming a user? Um, and and it gives you an insight as to who your audience is and who you're attracting and why you're attracting them, so that you can uh, adjust your marketing campaign on all levels based on that information. Another uh, best practice that you really want to do is you want to test and optimize your segmented email campaigns regularly. So in addition to looking at opens and uh, click-throughs and conversions, you want to make sure to measure success using metrics such as um, sales, uh, return on investment, and overall revenue. And then based on those results, you want to adjust your email content and, and your segments accordingly um, to continually improve your perf the, the performance of your business and your email marketing campaign. Um, you can, and, and then... I, you know, you may be thinking, this is an awful lot of work, Janet. How am I supposed to do that? Um, but there are tools out there that will automate your, your email segmentation. And so if you're using some of those tools, and there's an awful lot of them out there, and we'll go over some of them in a later episode, but um, it's very easy to put together those segments and drop them into those segments and then once you've gotten everybody into those different buckets you can do uh, and this goes back to your um, algebra terms and all that sort of stuff then you can do things like if then statements so if your customer got on your list by clicking on uh, this landing page and they're interested in 
uh, email marketing or something like that, then you send them this this uh, email message. If they're if they got onto your list and they bought this type of product, then you're going to send them this email. So so there's a lot of different ways that you can automate that process. And uh, setting it up may be a little bit difficult at first, but once you have it set up, it will run very very smoothly. So uh, one of the other things that you need to do when, when you're talking about email segmentation is you need to pay attention to uh, engagement. So how have they interacted with you? Um, and this is one of the biggest driving forces for your marketing emails. So you want to know what pages they visited, how frequently have they interacted with you, um, what products and services have they shown a regular interest in, um, and, and that's even regardless of whether they've bought or not. And also, again, where are they on that customer journey? The, the last one that I want to go over as a, as a best practice is um, you want to make sure that your list is clean. And it's not easy to do, and you can fall behind. And uh, the reason why I put this on this list is because ultimately, your online reputation depends on maintaining a healthy email list. And how you do that is essential as deciding who, who to remove, who to stay on it, who to remove. And there's two options that you have for list cleaning. You want to uh, remove any addresses that meet uh, your uh, your list cleaning threshold, which could be inactivity um, from all future emails that you send out. So if you have uh, people on your list that haven't um, done anything, they haven't opened, they haven't clicked through, they're bouncing or something like that, um, you want to remove them. The other way that you can do it, uh, and, and this is probably a, a really interesting way to, to manage that, is to send them a re-engagement email requesting users to take action to stay on your list. And in this case, what you're doing is you're just reminding them that they did sign up for your list and that um, you just you haven't heard from them in a while or they haven't done anything in a while. So all you're asking them is, hey, do you want to stay on our list? And you may want to give them an incentive to do that or something like that. But it's a really good way to start um, getting them re-engaged if they want to or a way for them to clean themselves off their, off your list. Um, and, and you really want to do that because you don't want to have all your messages start showing up in spam or the junk folder or uh, people starting to report you and you become blacklisted. So now that you've segmented your list, what's next? Um, what you want to remember is that the whole idea behind segmentation is to make sure that you can personalize your emails so that they get to the right person at the right time with the right information. And when we talk about personalization, we're going way beyond uh, just including their first name in the messages salutation. So there are some things that you can look at to personalize your email um, for optimal performance. Um, the first thing that I want to remind you is don't get creepy. Um, or in, inappropriate. So make sure that your uh, 
you're using your your information that you've gathered wisely and not creeping somebody out by giving them too much information or letting them know that you know too much about them. Um, and with that, what we'll do is uh, we'll take our last break and I'll go over the rest of my personalization t- uh, tips for you and we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we finished up on on the different segment uh, buckets that you can uh, put together for your email marketing list, and we started to talk about some email personalization tips. And I want to finish up on that topic, and then we'll take a look at some do's and don'ts for email segmentation. So when it comes to personalizing each of your emails, there there are some things that you want to do when you're putting together that email, um, and you want to review each portion of it to make sure that you've personalized it uh, the correct way. So the things that you want to do are you want to check the subject line to uh, make sure that uh, if you've personalized it, it makes sense there. Um, You want to make sure that uh, if you're putting in their name, it makes sense. If you're putting in a location, it makes sense. However you're personalizing that subject line, that it actually makes sense for everybody in that bucket. Um, And then you want to take a look at your header to see if using a different font may may help a little bit or um, 
it, it matches the rest of the email and, and it really speaks directly to um, what that particular person or that particular segment is interested in. And then you can use some some additional personalization techniques in your the body of your message. If you're using a, an email program like MailChimp or Constant Contact or some of the other ones, and most of them do this, you can actually put in tags that are are based on your uh, buckets that you've put together so that it will fill in the information in your in the body of the text so that they know that uh, you know what they've been doing and or how they got on your email list or whatever and it makes that email a little more uh, personal and then you also want to make sure that your call to action is personal so that they know that you're that this is specifically for them and they and, and they kind of say hmm how did they know where i was in this process and uh, that this was the type of message that i actually needed um but also when you're putting together those email messages and you're getting ready to send them you really want to make sure that you don't forget a couple of things um you want to make sure that you check all your data fields so uh you don't want them to and I'm sure you've all gotten these messages that it'll say, dear, insert subscriber's name type thing. You want to make sure that all of those fields are filled so that when it is sent, um, they don't get those generic uh, field tags in there. Um, you also want to make sure that you have um, fallbacks so that those those don't happen. Uh, you want to optimize your send time. So if you know their location and you want to send it all out at 9 a.m., you can do it by time zone. Um, or if you have something that's going to occur at a certain time, you can let them know about that and where it is in their time zone. Um, you want to make sure that you test all of your emails. So you may want to think about some uh, split testing where you send uh, one email on the same subject to a, a portion of your email list and another to another portion and see which one works better. Um, that's something that we'll get into. Uh, I think we'll get into that a little bit next week so that you can test it and see w which is going to give you the best results. Um, and the last thing that I want you to do uh, when it comes to email personalization is make sure that your emails are responsive. That is so important in today's um, digital market. I talked to you about uh, how important it is to be on mobile devices before, and there's about 56% of people that actually use their mobile devices as their primary email marketing tool. Or, or their email tool. So uh, you want to make sure that uh, everything that you're sending looks good, not only on a desktop or a laptop, but also on their smartphones. Um, that's the most annoying thing that I've ever seen when it comes to opening email messages on your smartphone. And the font is like 0.2 or something like that. And you can't even read it without expanding it. Um, so you want to avoid that. Um, and let them know that you know where they're reading from. You can find that out from your email marketing program. Um, there's a lot of information that your email marketing program will give you. So uh, I want to go through some quick uh, email segmentation do's and don'ts uh, and just reemphasize what we've, we've been talking about. 
So I want to make sure that you um, do have a segmentation strategy. Don't just segment your your list because I told you to segment your list and don't do anything with it. Um, You also want to make sure that you have a clean list and make sure that you clean it at least once a year so that you know that the people that are on that list want to get emails from you and that they're in those right buckets. Because sometimes they do move as you go, uh, as they go through the customer journey and you want to make sure that you capture that information or their likes and dislikes change or their situation changes, that sort of stuff. You do want to create content specifically for your ideal customer avatars and where they are on that customer journey or in, the, in, in your sales funnel. Again, you don't want to get uh, creepy with your personalization of emails. You don't want them to feel like Big Brother is watching over them. Um, that that can really be annoying. It can be really creepy, and people will unsubscribe from your email list because of that. Um, one thing that I, I want to emphasize here and we haven't talked about today is you don't want to purchase email lists Um This is one way that you're going to get thrown in email jail if you have purchased a list that they have not subscribed to um, and they start getting emails from you um, because and they have no idea who you are. Um, You have to have permission from everybody on your email list to send them messages. So don't fall into that category of um, I'm just sending them to everybody that I've met and they didn't and didn't ask them if they wanted to receive emails and all that sort of stuff. I've had that happen before and I get hundreds of emails like that on a regular basis and it just drives me up the wall. Um, so, and also don't just personalize their name. You want to make sure you, uh, that your content is directed specifically at them, which is why you're doing the segmentation in the first place. And don't send your emails without testing. Um, this is the customer's experience and you want to make sure that uh, the impression that you leave with them is a good one. So we've made it. And I and today I've given you some great ways to start segmenting your email list to better personalize your content. And you've survived part two of our email marketing mastery series. And I hope you're excited to grow your business through email marketing. I'd love to hear how you're going to use this information or what email marketing strategies are working for you um, now or in the past. So let me know how you're going to use it by leaving me a comment on my Facebook page at 411 Marketing Solutions. And I'd also love to hear and follow your email marketing journey. Yes, if you are nice, I will sign up for your email list. So connect with me on Twitter at Janet Kunst on Instagram at Janet.Kunst, or on my Facebook page at 411 Marketing Solutions. And if you have any questions about segmentation or anything that we've gone over today um, that I haven't addressed, or if you have um, a a question about what we talked about, please feel free to contact me at Janet at 411 Marketing Solutions. And I want to remind you about my 30-day email challenge where you can sign up uh, for uh, to get an email a day from me. And what will happen during those 30 days is you'll get information about how to put together your game plan, how to put together a welcome email, 
um, creating a swipe file, and we've talked about that a little bit in the past. But um, what I want to do is I want to give you that support that you need in order to get your email marketing going. So you can sign up for the 30-day email challenge at 411marketingchallenge.com. And then you'll be able to join us in our uh, private Facebook group at four, uh, called 411 Marketing Challenge. And uh, you can ask questions there. I'll, I'll be there in there periodically to give you some insight and that sort of stuff. So next week, we'll continue our email marketing mastery series by taking a closer look at the anatomy of an email campaign. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm sure that now that we've laid the foundation, you're ready to go. So that'll be a a great episode to tune into. And just connect with me on Facebook at 411 Marketing Solutions. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining me today on Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I really hope that this was informative and you've came away with some new ideas for uh, your business. Have a great week and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts. 